0: Ever. So ladies and gentlemen, Randy Brothers is about to come on and just rock your world. This guy is making a massive impact in the world of real estate, construction, just, just a champion and uh, just building, growing, scaling, doing some awesome things as well as has an amazing podcast. So you definitely want to stay tuned. It's going to be a powerful interview to help you step into your greatest possible self and live an extraordinary life. And I want to talk to you specifically because you're becoming your greatest possible self. You're showing up here today. You're choosing to grow yourself with podcasting, with uh, you know listening to to inspiring, empowering information. You're watching YouTube videos. You're getting coached. You're going to events. You're doing the things. You're investing in yourself. So I really acknowledge you for being that person who shows up and grows yourself. It's super inspiring, and you know you are making a massive change and inspiration in the people around you your, your ripple effect of showing up is impacting people around you so keep showing up next up is the itunes review of the week this week it's by joshua lisek and joshua says there's personal development and then there's gps chris i loved your chat with martha every tip to build rapport with romantic partners works in business in love you want yes So it is in sales. Thank you for bringing on guests whose advice applies to 99.99% of life. P.S. You are so high energy. I feel the room come alive as I listen. 100%. Joshua, thank you so much, man. I appreciate the the feedback and um, and the review on iTunes. And for you out there listening, if you want a chance to get shouted out and thanked, all day long by me on, on uh, Greatest Possible Self on the 12-hour marathon. Go to BeYourGPS.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store and you'll get a chance to get shouted out on a future marathon. Also, subscribe so you can get all the latest updates, episodes, and greatness that we're putting out. And stay inspired, plugged in, and empowered to be your GPS. I'm going to introduce Randy in just a second here. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. We're going to be diving into some greatness. This guy's just been on a rocket ship of growth, and you want to take notes so that you can learn what he's doing, study, study what successful people do, be mentored, either virtually or directly by people's success and their habits and their mindset and how they show up in life. And you will be able to replicate those types of results for your own journey, for your own gifts and purpose and your mission. So let's interview, uh, introduce Randy and then we'll bring him on. Randy Brothers is a third generation contractor, entrepreneur, podcast host, and business coach. In 2018, his company, Elite Roofing, made the coveted Inc. 5000 list as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in the U.S. from Inc. magazine. The same year, he launched the Roofing Academy, a consulting firm and virtual training platform which helps roofing companies propel their business to success. He's the podcast host of the Start, Build, Grow show. Brothers is also the author of Start It, Build It, Grow It, the contractor's guide to success, a number one international bestseller in four business categories in six countries. This dude is on fire, and we're absolutely blessed to have him here with us today. Randy, are you ready to rock the house, my man? Let's go, man. Boom, so I am ready. I love it. <laughs> i love it we're live on becoming your greatest possible self we're gonna have a blast in this interview man you're crushing it and uh i'm really really grateful you're here we're gonna dive right into the theme which is an extraordinary life what does that mean for you randy An extraordinary life
1: oh man i think an extraordinary life is is being able to do what you want when you want for the mm. right purpose and sharing it with as many people as you possibly can uh and that's, that's, that's what gets me up and gets me going every single day, man. Just trying to trying to live, live the example, just make things happen, but bring as many people on the journey as possible. It's, it's it. a
0: lot of fun that way. I love it, man. Massive contribution and having a lot of fun in the process. That's, that's so important. And Randy, I mentioned it in your intro, but I'll share a little bit more about uh, what you're doing in the roofing space today with your podcast and your book. Just give us a, an overview of what your, your mission and your message is that you're getting out right now.
1: Uh, well, a little bit of everything. Um, the, I mean, I, I kind of focus uh, largely in the roofing space. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a rapidly growing uh, space. A ton of people entering, you know, day after day. Uh, well over a hundred billion dollars in 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 uh, growth and in, in, in large capacity. So it's a it's a very Interesting uh, industry, if you will, and I, I, I put a lot of energy there because a lot of people get into the industry because they either come from a sales background or a, a lifetime of contracting and swinging a hammer and they decide to start a business, but very few actually have business experience. Yep. Uh, so I come from you know uh, the hard knocks of business, went to school for business. I'm, I've been all in as an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. Wow. So therefore, I, I kind of found an opportunity to kind of share business and business experiences with uh, people in the construction
0: roofing space. And, And it's been a really, really cool journey so far. That's awesome, man. And I love it. I love that your your focus is business and you're impacting this this niche that may not necessarily be the most, let's say, uh, cutting edge in terms of like technology and market trends of of social media and things like that. I think in terms of like blue collar work, so to speak, which I think roofing would be considered, uh, general contracting, things like that. They may not be uh, up to date, so to speak, on the latest marketing trends, whereas different um, professions like consulting and coaching. And being an author, speaker, influencer, thought leader, that kind of stuff, podcasting, that stuff is very technology driven. So we're, we're constantly like looking around. So I really love that you're bringing your expertise and knowledge about of business to a space that may not have um, those, those tendencies to, to do personal development, to, to be self-educated and that kind of stuff uh, to grow themselves to a higher level. So it's really awesome, man. I want to go back into your journey and talk about being an entrepreneur from, from the very beginning, man. Tell us a little bit more. More about that how did you become a, a self declared entrepreneur early on well growing up we I grew up in a pretty humble household uh, my parents worked
1: really hard my my uh my mom worked two jobs oftentimes you know they were in the ministry and, and had a church when I was a kid and you know that didn't really provide the 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 champagne lifestyle that I always kind of wanted if if you will yeah. so we always had what we needed but if i if I wanted to go above and beyond and and, and kind of keep up with all the neighborhood kids and have the cool toys and the new bikes and the cool things. I had kind of had to figure out how to, how to do it myself. So Hmm. out of necessity, uh, I decided to, to just try, try entrepreneurship as a kid. You know, I did the age old, uh, you know, landscaping, snow removal, lawn mowing, you know, I I figured out how to, how to strap my lawnmower to my bike. I kind of hooked it onto the (laughs) seat and then I was able to, Strapped the weed whacker onto the handlebars, and then I took the cord and put it around my around my neck, oh and, my and and
0: away <laughs> I went, knocking doors. Man, I've been knocking doors since I was ten, eleven years old. Wow, dude, that is that's intense, man. I love I love that. At some level, though, someone did your parents tell you, hey, if you want to get these nice things, you get you have to go build it yourself. You have to go get the money yourself. Like, did they empower you in that, or was that something like you decided yourself? You know, I kind of just. I I don't know what it was I, I just kind
1: of did it you know I just kind of had the idea of uh, I, I I would just get a wild hair and I will just go for it. Uh, they did help me because they bought the weed whacker, they bought the lawnmower, yep. so they they did actually support my journey. Yeah, uh, and some of the early hustles, if you will, uh, I would go to I'd take my allowance and I'd go to like Costco or Sam's Club and. And buy a box, you know, a bulk box of blow pops or candy or something, and I'd sell them out to my schoolmates for <laughs> 25 cents apiece wow. uh, in uh, in the in the back of the school bus until that got shut down pretty quick by the uh, by the bus driver. But I, I always had that, you know, that that hustle mentality, man. Just do whatever I can to try to try to uh, you know challenge myself and and make a good living and do do things to, yeah. to earn.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I'm curious what what are the qualities of that early version of you that you think really made a difference for you to grow your entrepreneurial spirit that you want people to focus on so that they can be their greatest possible self and succeed and grow, et cetera.
1: One, I think just being able to connect with people. Mm. You know, early on, you know, just as this, this nice, this goofy little kid, skinny little kid that. Just wanted to, to to you know step out and be different from the rest of his friends and rest of his neighbors and and uh, knocking doors and doing what I can just just connecting with people to to get them to say oh yeah I'll give you ten bucks and to, to mow the lawn and and uh, and then from there just just be a genuine man be a good person that 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 is always focused on taking action that will ultimately lead to other people's success and other people's growth yeah. Right, it, and that's probably the biggest takeaway as an entrepreneur to this day is, mm. you know, my biggest successes have come because, uh, you know, that shift in, in my own heart and my own mind of helping others, and then, you know, it focused on helping others, and then it allowed me to succeed in, in ways that I could have never even imagined.
0: Yeah, yeah that's powerful. Um, I want to go back to college and talk about, you know, getting your uh, studying business. Tell us a little bit more about that, and what what did life look like right out of college? Well, uh, I started, you know, I don't know what it was,
1: but I just always kind of, you know, I guess consider myself somebody that just wanted to uh, uh, be a bit of an overachiever, if you will. So even yep. while I was going to school and I had to take out loans, I put myself through college. My, my parents were able to help a little bit, but put myself through college. But while, while going to school full time, I actually I had multiple jobs. And one of those jobs uh, was was like a career-minded job because I knew I wanted to get in construction. Mm-hmm. I always had a, a knack for construction. I got to spend time with my grandpa and my dad growing up. Just you know, I didn't live with them, but I got to spend time with them mm-hmm. around the shop and, and growing up and and building things and, and doing construction and kind of seeing you know just just things being created. And I just always had a, a interest in that. And then so I, I got a job as an intern working for a construction company. So mm-hmm. I started doing project management, working as a superintendent, and then, uh, you know, worked there two and a half years. And by the time I graduated college, I had already had, you know, almost a dozen ground up builds under my belt. So mm-hmm. I knew how to build a house from from the drafting board all the way to certificate of occupancy, wow. uh, finishing a job. So, and there being, you know, kind of kind of crash course learning business, but also applying, you know, to, to real life uh, experiences, trying to learn learn construction and that's kind of what set me off right after I graduated I I, you know I tried to get a job a real job if you will Hmm. that lasted a couple months and I just was like you know what I've, I've come this far I'm just gonna go for it and I started my very first construction company about three four months after I graduated college in 2006
0: Wow, dude, that's incredible. Um I want to talk about those twelve builds that you did. It's like super powerful. I hear like really in depth on the job training and mentorship. I'm curious for people who are out there starting their own businesses who may not have had that mentorship or you know practicing the skills under the guidance and tutelage of someone who has the experience like what would you recommend for those people to give themselves the best possible chances of success? I don't know if
1: it's cliche, but there's something true to be said about mind over matter. Mm -hmm. Like if you want it, if you truly want something in life, you got to set your heart and mind on it and you can achieve it. Like I did not have a silver spoon. I did not have someone accidentally just say, Hey, you want to come work for a construction company? No, I had a friend of mine that I went to school with actually went to high school with and we just stayed friends and she got an internship at a, at this construction company our sophomore year in, in college, I knew I wanted to, to do construction, but I had no clue where to start. Hmm. I bugged her for months just to get me a, an introduction to her boss. Wow. I asked her over and over, "Hey, all I want to do, just let me give, introduce me to your boss." And somehow, at some sort of company event, they they brought me there, and I introduced myself, and I got connected. And then I was like, "Hey, all I want to do is come meet with you and do an interview, if you will." I like, I literally offered to go work for free. Hmm. I just said. I want to learn how to build a house. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to be a, con- a contractor. I want to learn how to build houses. You're a, you're a home builder, uh, Courtney. Uh, her name was Courtney and she was like, she worked with him and had a good time and, and spoke highly of their, their business. So I literally sat there in this dude's office as like an 18, 19 year old kid, no experience whatsoever. And I spent three hours pitching him on, uh, on me working, coming to work for him for free. <laughs> and wow. uh, lo and behold, the next day, he called me. He's like, tell you what, I'm actually working on a, a personal project. They already had – his partner was a project manager, so they didn't really need one per se, uh, or did they have really the budget for one. So he said he, – I, I didn't have to work for free, uh, very little, though. I made very little, uh, but I, I, just, I just started working as an assistant project manager for his personal home that he was building, and two and a half years later, man, I was running everything. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and from to this day, we still stay connected and, uh, he's been a mentor, him and his business partner have been mentors of mine. And I still stay connected every once in a while, but that's just a story of perseverance. I mean, you gotta, if you really want something, you gotta go find mentors and don't be afraid to put yourself out there.
0: Yeah, man, dude, that's that's gold. I love how the theme is ask, 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 follow up, you know, whatever you put your mind, your body, your heart to. It's like you won't give up on it. You'll say this is my freaking vision. I'm going after it. Like whatever it takes This is where I'm meant to be. And of course, like we, we get to be in tune with what life wants to redirect us to if there's some higher purpose or something like that. But like barring those those like really big two by fours or semi truck that tries to hit, hit us and say, this is not your path, then you have to overcome any obstacle, any resistance, any objection, any like block that would stop you from achieving your dream. And that's, that's when the universe like conspires with you to say, all right, you, you want this. I'm going to help you. I'm going to put you in front of the right people. I'm going to give you the next steps to take to be able to make that dream a reality. The only person that can defeat you is yourself, mm.
1: you know, at the end of the day, you're only competing against yourself too, right? It's, it, you know, if you want it bad enough, whatever it is in life that you want, you, you can't achieve it. You mm. can I mean, you, you don't got to have, and, and look at, we, we look at all these icons and all these, you know, influencers on social media and on TV and yeah. reality TV and all that. They didn't, they had to work for what, what, what they got as well. A lot of us yeah. have the same stories. Yeah. You know, just because we idolize these people, it doesn't mean that we can't get to that level. Mm-hmm. We got to get over ourselves first and just realize that, hey, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And just go all in trying to uh, learn and grow and, and, this, and learn, and, really.
0: This is gold. This is gold, Randy. I'm loving it. And for everyone who's who's tuning in, make sure you're taking notes because this is, this is like really, really important stuff. I, I love what you said about the only person. Who can defeat you is yourself and who are you who are you really competing against ask yourself that question and ask yourself how would you design a life where you're constantly reminding yourself that you're competing against yourself and it's fun and it's a game you know i think that's that's something a lot of people do is they make it so stressful and overwhelming and they take the fun and the the journey out of it it's like make it fun have a have a good time while you're doing it and enjoy the process man and i I hear that you had like tenacity and character but i also hear that you you the process as well you like learn to laugh at yourself it's really great man um i want to talk about your transition into roofing specifically and when when did that like phase of your career get started and tell us a little bit more about that man
1: yeah I got into roofing accidentally uh <laughs> roofing found me if you will um uh, like I said before i was I was in construction my my you know I thought that the most prestigious Job or, or business to have is to be a custom home builder. That was my mm. original goal. I wanted to build custom homes, build a name for myself, and just be a master craftsman. And uh, the economy didn't allow that. Mm. So I was doing this in 2006, 7, 8, getting my business off the ground. As most of you know, if, if some of the well, I guess I don't know what the demographic is here. Some <laughs> of you may know. I guess I'm getting pretty old now. I, I feel young, but I guess I'm getting old to the point where going through the great uh, recession. <laughs> of 2008 and nine yeah. you know it hit the construction company and the bank banking and mortgage and lending hard huge so yeah. pretty much overnight my entire market just disappeared wow. so from there i i just had to pivot and i had to figure out what to do i was in a rough rough spot trying to build this company you know with no funding just reloading and trying to build a company off credit and all this stuff uh when all of a sudden the banks stopped lending people stopped finishing their basements they stopped remodeling their homes And, uh, and I had to do something. So I ended up taking a job as a restoration, like a superintendent for a restoration contractor, Hmm. which ultimately got me into fire and water restoration, Mm -hmm. you know, rebuilding and remediation. And, and that was what ultimately kind of first gave me the first inkling of the insurance business Hmm. and, and restoration and, and, and those, the adjusters that worked for that company used to talk about the good old days where they used to travel around the country, working hurricanes and hailstorms and tornadoes and and did insurance adjusting and made all this money and traveled and and I was like hey I was in I was in a really really bad spot financially and I had no other choice I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it so I moved to Texas pretty much on a whim Mm -hmm. packed everything up in my truck that I even could could, and sold everything else off and um, went to Texas and got a license as an insurance adjuster and that's what ultimately got me into roofing that's when I kind of started meeting with roofers on job sites and and learning that whole process. Uh, And then I quickly realized that that life sucked, (laughs) that job. Yeah, you can make good money, but, you know, money isn't everything, right? You want to have a good quality of life. That's what we're talking about on here, right? It's all about quality of life. I love Colorado. I was born born here and raised here. I wanted to get back here. And uh, so... I I was looking for any opportunity I could. And in between kind of deployments of of working for the insurance companies, uh, a good friend of mine had hit me up. I stayed in touch with him from college. And he says, hey, man, I know you're kind of in the roofing insurance business. Uh, I can get you a job here in Colorado selling roofs. Here I go. Two days later, I'm like, sure, why not? Packed up everything in my truck, went to Colorado, didn't didn't have any money. Didn't have a place to live. I was living on couches, living in, the, in my truck a couple nights. Like I was just, I just went for it, I, and and uh, that's how roofing found me. You know, within the first week, I, I figured out that I was really good at roofing sales, and uh, I, I broke some records, sold a bunch of roofs, and that year was able to completely turn everything around. And that's what ultimately showed me the opportunities in the roofing industry from a business perspective. And I was like, you know what? If I can master this whole business leadership thing, Hmm. I think I could build a great organization. And, and then ultimately a year after that is when I started my company in 2010. Hmm. And, and since then it's been just like a whirlwind, man, where we're, we're just, you know, living the dream right now.
0: That's awesome. What, what clicked for you with roofing sales? Goes back to early on, just, just being able to connect with people,
1: just being real, being genuine and, 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 um, and just, and just, just enjoying the, the, the interaction of, I love the, the, the process of, of solving people's problems and selling something to them and providing a great service and, and just building that connection. I've always been like a, a major networker. If anyone knows me, I'm, I'm pretty well connected all over the place. And, and I just love it. I've always had a natural God-given gift to network and connect with people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I've, and I've been able to kind of use that to, to my benefit in, in, in business. Oh, man. and sales uh, especially
0: let's talk about the growth of your company you know it was back in 2010 you said it started tell us about how how things evolved over the years like what were some of the biggest phases or milestones in in the growth growth of your company sure
1: um so it all started i was actually working for an, another company and and they wanted me to go uh, storm chase if you will hmm. which means you go travel to different parts of the country you set up a storm and you go work for a short period of time and then you come back home and 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 I was doing that for a little while. And, and then again, I realized, man, I'd rather be in Colorado. And I happened to see on the news, I was in like Ohio or something like that. And I saw on the news that there was a big hailstorm in Colorado. Mm. And at that time, I was kind of like debating what I wanted to do with my life. And anyways, I didn't know that. I knew that, that working for this other company wasn't a long-term solution. And it just kind of dawned on me that, hey, I still have this shell of a company. That is a construction company. I left it to do this insurance thing and do the roofing sales. So it'd be pretty easy for me to turn it into a roofing company, add a new new brand, get my license, get get accreditations, and all the things I needed to do. I just had to figure out how to come up with some money. So again, (laughs) that the next day I I met with a guy that I knew, I connected with. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm going to start a roofing company," and he he basically made a deal with me. He's like, "Hey, if you can raise X amount of money, I will I will give you the rest to get your business started." Sure as crap, man. I went the next day and called people I knew and and uh, within a week I had all the money I needed and, mm-hmm. and I was able to launch my roofing company. Uh, and so that was, just getting started was, was pretty crazy. Uh, I hired my mom as she was my first employee. I called her and I was like, Hey Mom, I'm starting a roofing company. I need you to help me. She had already been helping me with the roofing sales stuff. Uh, like, hey, I, she already had a little bit of knowledge and she knew, knew yeah. books really well, and she's really organized and yeah. really good at some of the things I'm really not good at, like details and organization yeah and, <laughs> and she uh and I basically said, hey i I want you to come work with me, and I can't pay you right away <laughs> she's mm. like says, she, uh, lo and behold she she kind of jumped on it took a leap of faith and, and and jumped out there with me and and uh, so that was uh, that's kind of how we started in our humble beginnings. Yeah. And the first three years, man, we went really well. We we did five hundred, one point two, up to three million. Like we we tripled in the first three years. And we thought we were uh, we were, we thought we we knew everything. We were going to just take over the world. Then we started to expand. We wanted to go to other states and kind of try to grow the business and force growth. Next thing you know, we we took a nosedive. We didn't have the structure infrastructure in place. And that was the point that. I really was like, you know what? We've got to just really focus on systems and processes, Mm. starting with the sales process. Like I got to be able to hire, train, and develop salespeople and and create a duplicatable process there and then use that same philosophy and apply it to every other aspect of my business. And and that's what we just dedicated our time to. That very next year, we tripled again. And then we just kind of been blowing up ever since then. We made the Inc. 5,000 two years in a row now. Um, and it's just been a fun ride. We got over 50 people, 50 employees, not including, uh, installers. So oh. it's, it's grown pretty, pretty heavily. You know, what's the whole 10 X thing. Mm-hmm. We've done it. We really, we literally 10 X in seven years.
0: Dang. Dude, this is rad. I love, I love how you mentioned like the systems and the processes was really the key to getting to the next level of growth, right? It's like, Especially if you if you create that significant growth early on, you find out what breaks, you know, and you you're like like oh like life is amazing. We're gonna go expand. We're gonna go to new areas. You have, you have all this ambition, and like you said, you took that nosedive because you're like, well, I'm trying to expand too much, and the foundations and the systems for duplicatable results weren't there, man. And I think that's that's like something a lot of people can get in place now and focus on now so they can create consistent results. Cause that's, that's a real business, man. Like a real business is not some one person doing everything and like putting out all the fires and exhausting themselves and having like a terrible quality of life. A real business is having the systems and processes so that we can step away and give someone else those like responsibilities and and give them the education, the empowerment so that they can do what we once did or what someone else once did and constantly be putting the right people in the right places to be able to achieve those results.
1: Yep. I, I, I joked around about it today. We're in transition with uh, hiring some new administrative staff. Mm-hmm. And I was joking with, with my, my my office manager and I was like, I'll come. Well, if we can't, if we can't get this figured out, because we've had a little turnover there and we're kind of having a little bit of a rough time with it. And I'm like, I'll come, I'll come. And she's like, no, you will not. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but humbling. Like, you know what? I can't even do that job. Like, you know, I, I think the key to success, and they were joking, like, you're, you're building an empire. You're not going to come here and be an admin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've fired myself from every job in my company. Like, wow. I've done all of them, but I've also wow. fired myself from all of them because mm-hmm. I, I truly believe that the key to success and, and extreme success is to, is to not only surround yourself by great people, but hire and develop and train people to be better than yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Then you that's, get to do this on an afternoon hang out with Chris Burns on the that's podcast. Right, baby. That's right. While all the while the rest of the companies out there working and <laughs> hustling it's, it's an amazing life, brother.
0: Well, you you get also um you know you there's there's the kind of technician work which is the roofing and sales and the admin and then there's the like visionary and brand building and you know um like that high level networking and and creating deals creating you know opportunities for expansion that's like the most valuable stuff is those bigger level plays and i see that you making those and it started probably with your book and your podcast tell us about like what started you on saying hey i got i get to build a platform to be able to get this message out and bring more people to the business. When when did you say that that was a priority for you?
1: Well, I've always had, and, and this is something that I got to attribute to my family. I mean, we've my family, I grew up in a family where we've always just had this mentality of helping others. Yeah. You know, my parents from the ministry and like, we always just help people. You know, I went to yeah. the, and served at the soup kitchen as a little kid and just did all these things to so just, I always had a heart for helping others. And, and when we built our company and we actually were able to kind of achieve some levels of success that kind of not only blew me away, but were are very lucrative in the industry. I was like, wow, that, that's a that's a pretty cool thing. Mm-hmm. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, do I double down and try to expand my brand all over the country and just corner the market? Mm-hmm. Or do I take what we've learned, the success that we've had, and I, do I find a way to share that with others?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I chose, uh, I, I chose uh, the latter. And I decided to share that with others, hmm. and the, the best way to do that was to write it. For me, it was to write a book. I was like, "How about I write a book?" We joked about it too, because I mean, we have talked a little bit about it. My whole story is just is pretty unique, and 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 there's a, and I've been told that you know could be inspirational. A lot of people can kind of learn learn from it. So I was like, you know what? We always kind of joked about, "Hey, I'm gonna write a story someday." And I decided, "Hey, write a write a business book for contractors hmm. with." applied learning stuff that you actually learned throughout the whole process and uh and that was the kind of the concept behind it and we wrote the the you know the start to build to grow it the context guide to success that took about a year to do uh and then after that it was okay now what you know, cause really people write a book, you don't realize you're not writing a book to like make any money.
2: It's,
1: it's really to share information. It's like a really, it's like a really fancy business card, if you will. Yep, yep. And, and it had a lot of success and it's done really well. It's got a lot of great reviews and all that. And and then it was like, okay, how do we take that to another level? And then that's where we decided to, where I decided to uh, build a virtual training LMS program. Yeah. You know, so the learning management systems like there. They're all that that's becoming a big thing and you know this day and age I'll tell anybody now is the best time to be an entrepreneur the, the best time to start a business doesn't matter what you're doing you can spend very little money and get the education you need that it took my ancestors 20 thirty years to learn it took me ten years to learn it can take you two years to learn you yep. know because of the 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 access we have to information and I decided to start sharing that out there and kind of trying to be a light of the industry and and share our experiences and just help others. And, uh, and that's just manifested itself to the point where we're, we're here now.
2: Yeah.
0: Dude, that's, that's rad. I want to go to the book because I know that I, I've, I've started writing a book and still has yet to be published, but I know that like you learn a lot about yourself in mm-hmm. writing a book. So I'm curious, what did you learn about yourself, your life, your business when you were writing the book?
1: <laughs> I could barely read first off. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, my, my, my ACT scores were a joke. Uh, my reading comprehension, I got ADD and just focusing and reading is just not even, I'm not good at it. I just never <laughs> have to. I'm an audio guy. I can listen to audible all day, but, yep. Um. Uh, so, so writing a book, like people who know me, my whole life, you wrote a book, Are you kidding? Uh, but I worked with a great publisher and, and they, they really helped kind of, you know, really outline the entire process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was blessed to be able to afford writing the book because I, I, I had sold a, an investment property that I bought when I was young. Yeah. uh waited through the recession and finally got to a place where we sold that property. And I had enough, you know, money there to, to pay for the book. So I, I, awesome. I went, I went all in. I wanted to make sure I had a great publisher, uh bestseller publishing, yep. uh, uh Rob Kosberg and his whole team. They just did a great job of just kind of walking me through that process. I allocated a specific amount of time every single week yep. to, to write it. And we, and it was really funny. The reason why it took so long is I got about halfway through the process, getting ready to actually record everything. And I scrapped the whole deal and started from scratch. <laughs> Cause I was like, you know what? I'm not liking this. I don't like where we're going with this. I'm going to redo it. So I did. I just scratched it and started wow. over. And, uh, and that, the, the first idea may end up being my second book, but that's, mm. I'm not ready for that quite yet. Uh, but yeah, that book was, was an awesome process, man. It was, uh, I highly encourage you. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. I mean, yeah. with anything in life, you have that big of a, a goal or that big of something you want to try to accomplish. You got to block the time in to do it. And I just dedicated every Wednesday morning from like nine to 11 or from eight to 11 was like, don't bother me. I'm focusing on one thing. And that's all I did every Wednesday for pretty much a year to
0: get that done. Damn. And then, so you did the book. That's, that's super powerful, man. And then you built this online training platform to help other uh, roofers to to become more successful. Tell us a little bit more about like what went into building that, man. Well,
1: um, uh, some of you might be familiar with a a guy named Grant Cardone. Yep. (laughs) So he, he, it's, it's interesting, but he's kind of like the guy that really put the whole learning management thing on the, on the map, right? He blew up learning management and and the whole Grant Cardone university. And he, his platform that he uses is actually called Lightspeed VT, Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not sure if you've ever had Brad Lee on here or he has his own podcast. He has a really great podcast himself. I think he's like top five right now in entrepreneurship. His podcast uh, is called Dropping Bombs. Uh, and so he was the one who created Lightspeed VT. And it's actually the world's number one LMS right now. Right. So for virtual training. So people originally were using it for internal corporate. So big corporations would, you know, create their own internal training vir- like audio, you know, uh, virtual training videos, and eventually he commercialized it and allowed, and it just became a thing for for influencers. And yeah. if you're an expert on anything, you can kind of create this this uh, a learning platform, a virtual training platform. So I found, I figured out that hey, that's this. They're the best, the cream of the crop. Grant Cardone's using it, and everybody who's anybody in the space is using that. So I decided to invest in that in that platform, uh, and I did that. And then I also have a marketing company as well. So mm-hmm. we do our own, pr- our own uh, production. We have, a, we have our own marketing, our, our, our video production team and all that. So I was able to leverage that to kind of cut down a little bit on the cost, but it's still pretty expensive to do this the right way. Yep. And we just professionally filmed, uh, took two days, and it was just all day, every day yeah. for two days straight. And we filmed 12 different, well, 11 different courses. Since then, we filmed more and added more to it. And we're actually getting ready to set up to do a whole nother couple of courses this winter. But it was just another thing. You just got to dedicate the time, build out the outline, create scripting if you're going to use scripting. Nope. I didn't. I'm not a good reader. So me reading off a teleprompter doesn't work. So I just have bullet points. <laughs> bullet points, baby.
0: Yes. <laughs> bullet points
1: and go with it and uh, just share the knowledge. And And that's turned out to be like another really awesome adventure uh roofing contractors, I mean, are, are learning and growing. I, I mean, every day I get somebody who either has just signed up or has been with us a while that calling and saying, you know, we did this, we did this, we did this, like this, this is the growth we're having. Thank you so much for putting this out there. And like, that's just so rewarding. It's a lot of fun to, to be a part of it.
0: Damn. Dude, that's that's legit, man. Great job, and I love how you mentioned um, you looked at someone who's like crushing it with a system or a process or a specific tactic or strategy. And Grant Cardone was using this learning management software or system, and you like saw that, and he said, "Hey, that's that's working really well for him to teach sales, to teach you know everything that he's teaching in business and things like that." You say, "How can I?" model that if that that would work for us and teach these things to like I said uh, at the beginning some uh, blue collar workforce that wouldn't necessarily have these this technology or the go do courses go do online courses but with the right sales with the right approach with the right networking and contacts and and like you know really serving people you can open up the door and really make an impact in their lives where they wouldn't have have even thought to go do something like this to grow themselves in their business. And you're producing massive results because of it, man. I really, really acknowledge you for the audacity. I acknowledge you for looking at what's going on in the marketplace, studying the trends, what's working, and then bringing that into an industry that might not be as evolved and really capitalizing on, on that system, on that tactic and serving a lot of people in the process. It's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd encourage it. Right? I mean, if you're, it's, it's just that, that whole industry, the, 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 the knowledge sharing industry, yep. you know, LMS is, it's just, it's just getting going. Man. And, and it's, it's just so much fun to be able to take 10 years of learning and put it into a, you know, into a course that you can learn at your own pace and work at your own pace, you know, couple that with coaching and mentoring. and mm-hmm. And I'm on, I'm on calls all the time. And I love that. I mean, I'm, I love. That's my favorite part is, is mm. the, the interaction I get with my with my clients, my members. And we're actually doing a a live mastermind. Mm. Uh, I'm hosting it here in Denver for roofing owners and roofing executives. Uh, a two day like intense two day crash course under the hood. We're covering everything from personal development, leadership, cash flow management, through all the you know the the duplicatable processes and systems mm-hmm. that we've built for our company. You know, in a two-day in a two-day intense course uh, with a ton of great networking and then just a lot of like-minded, you know, people going to be there. We're already we when we only launched a week ago. We're already halfway sold out. So, if, you do, if, you're, if you're a roofer and you're interested, probably a good idea to check it out. Uh, just go ahead and shoot me a direct message, and uh, and I'll
0: send you the link. Dude, so so awesome, Randy. I love it, and I love that. You, like again, you're using all these different principles that might feel like commonplace and and like done and done and done again to personal development industry, right? Like seminars have been going since the eighties and the nineties going, you know, with like Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And like, that's, that's really, it's been going for a long time. And so today the challenge is to continue to innovate and do it in a way that is new and fresh and fun and exciting while still delivering that massive value. And yeah. I, like I said, your industry that you're in may not have been doing seminars uh, so for, for so long, Uh-oh. you know? and well, the,
1: they they have and yeah. in our industry it's become this thing. They're, but there's seminars, there're conferences. Mm. It's and there's don't get me wrong. There's value to be had anytime you go somewhere where you can get around people in your industry and you can learn one way or another. Right. But a lot of them, un- unfortunately. You, you leave there feeling like you were just being pitched for two days straight or three days straight or you got a little motivation because some big-name guest speaker, Grant, spoke at some of our conferences and we've had Gary V at roofing conferences and all this stuff, and which is super cool. I mean, there's a lot of value there, but I've been going to that similar type of conference for yeah. years and years and years. And and I, I think I wanted to try to do it a little bit differently and have a much smaller audience mm. where we can literally connect with everybody there. You know, there's going to be a lot of masterminding and connecting and sharing ideas with one another, and and literally not just one person or two people or a bunch of people speaking out on an hour-long segments. It's hey, this is a topic we're going to discuss this topic, and then here's some strategy that you're going to take the next 30 minutes and actually implement.
0: Yeah, roll For up your, your computer, sleeves. Let's and do this. Roll up work. your
1: sleeves. Yeah. We're going to work. Yeah. And that's the idea behind it is we're doing a whole session on personal development. That's, that's everybody who even shows up is taking an assessment. Like yeah. we're going to go, like you're all leaving there, like
0: knowing who you are, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it, man. Tell us about the podcast. What, what inspired you to start with the podcast? That's
1: funny. Cause I feel like this whole theme is accidental. <laughs> like my whole career <laughs> is an accident. Uh, I just, I just look for opportunities and when they happen, they happen. So the podcast kind of happened by accident where my a good good my buddy my my co-host he owns a marketing company a digital marketing firm mm-hmm. and he was he was getting going and I was just getting going and we thought we had this wild idea like hey why don't we just go live on Facebook and just I'll interview you you can interview me and we'll just go live on Facebook and see what happens to try to you know get to know people and share our and share our our kind of story and then the idea was well, why don't we try to get other people, other roofing owner owners or other, you know, industry entrepreneurs to, to join and do our live Facebook? So we just, mm-hmm. did just like we're doing here on live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until four or five episodes in that someone commented like, hey, do you guys do a podcast? We're like, duh, maybe we should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally as we were speaking, like we were only doing it live. we were recording it. Yep. And then we cut the clips and use it for promotional you know, more yep. more. Micro content, and then we decided, you know what? Let's go ahead and upgrade our equipment. So then we started buying microphones and all the equipment, and upgraded our software, and and just gradually upgraded all of our equipment. And eighty-five episodes later, we're the number one podcast in the roofing space. Damn. And we and we got like a list of people joining. We bring in owners of all these different companies, tech companies, you know, all different entrepreneurs. Some people are just getting their companies started. Some people are doing forty, fifty million dollars a year, you know, joining us uh, on the show. So it's pretty cool. Like, just like you you get such unique content filming live. It's like, it's not padded. It's not preloaded questions, nothing. It's just, just raw content. and I think that's ultimately, I think that's the best way to do a podcast is, is you're just, it's keeping it real. Um, and we, we, we do interact though. So we'll, we'll have comments and questions and we do live, live interaction with client, with people during the show, uh, even though it gets recorded and distributed to all the different podcasting platforms. But uh, that's that's just kind of happened by accident, and we've just been going with it ever since. We're filming tonight at 6 o'clock. Dang. Dude, yeah, that's, our show's Wednesday right. nights at 6. The Start, Build, Grow show will be on tonight. You got to check it out. I love it, dude. So, are you
0: still going to be live?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll well,
0: still be live. we'll, we'll be 9 p.m. Until <laughs> 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 9 p.m.
1: <laughs> right, so, no, dude. Man.
0: I'll give I'll, you a shout on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. And I, I also, I wanted to ask, like, what what helped you grow so fast like what what was it about how you showed up strategies marketing etc that really helped you grow so when i first got in as a salesperson
1: working for another company i got in in a situation where it was like an epic storm right this mm. huge hailstorm just took out like half of a major metropolitan area and i just saw that opportunity and that company just grew overnight but they didn't have the systems in place to be able to handle that growth so it just total chaos mm-hmm. so I knew that hey if I can start from day one and focus on duplicatable repeatable processes hiring training developing people and putting myself in position to capture that next big opportunity when you get the big storm or get another hailstorm or something like that I wanted to position myself to capture that when it happened mm-hmm. and so we focused on systems processes marketing doing everything we can to build a brand and then we got a decent storm we capitalized got another decent storm we capitalized got another decent storm we cap in and, and now we're you know rich at the point now we this last year we had we didn't have a whole bunch of big hailstorms but we were still able to have a really good year because of the brand that we've built and because of you know our ability to kind of be diversify if need be so just learning and growing and, and setting yourself you got to kind of have that vision of there's going to be a day that a massive hailstorm is going to hit I don't want to be caught in the pants down. I want to be ready for it. So I was ready for it and we were ready each time and we, we we were able to just gain big big market share and grow our company substantially because of that.
0: That's that's so. I love that. I love that that mindset of there's going to be a day when like, you know, the shit hits the fan, there there's a massive opportunity, there's like a gold rush, so to speak. Are we equipped to be able to quickly and effectively seize the opportunity when it comes. And you know, I yep. think a lot of people are just like flying by the seat of their pants and just barely hanging on and it's like how can how can we have more of a long-term thinking mindset to put the things in place so that we can confidently say yes when that comes we're going to be ready. You got to always
1: be thinking scalability. Mm-hmm. Like everything you do every move you make as a leader as an entrepreneur are you doing something that can ultimately lead your business to scale someday? Mm. You know, if you're doing something and, and I call it offense versus defense, Yeah. you know, defense, you're just putting out fires and you're dealing with the crap that comes That's right in front of you. Right. Yeah. The stuff that just shows up day to day and you have to deal with today. That's always going to be there. Mm. But at some point, you got to think, start thinking offense. How do I set myself up to capture opportunities when the opportunities happen?
0: Yeah, that's gold. And then, so that was the company mindset of how you like scalability. How about your podcast? How did you, how did you effectively grow and become the number one uh, roofing podcast? Putting out good
1: content, just being real with people, man. It's like, we just, you know, we, we just would bring on a new guest. We just kept bringing on a guest from people we knew within the industry and on Facebook and social media. And then it just kind of grew from there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it continues to grow where, I mean, I, I get messages on a regular basis of people, Hey, I want to join it. Or want I sh- want to share this or bring your podcast to our show, to our mm-hmm. conference. And, and, and now it's just, it just kind of grew good content in the industry, sharing great knowledge, being real, no, no BS. We're pretty real and raw. And we, we just tell it like it is. And we try to be good people sharing good stories and good information. And then it, people start talking and, you know, we don't really do a lot of promotion, a group so a group page helps out a lot. Mm, so yeah. we built a group page. We have like 3,500 people on our group page. I mm-hmm. uh, started that, you know, well over a year ago. And we we're able to cross promote between the group and the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and with the links, right, you share the link. Uh, and then micro content, you know, so we'll we'll film it. And then take a few, uh, some three or four segments out of each. Mm-hmm. And then reshare those to other channels and, and with a link to the podcast. And that's just kind of how we helped grow the thing. And getting it to the to the point where. You know, continues every every month we we're getting more and more downloads. So,
0: crushing it, man, crushing it. And it's like when you're doing good things, doing it for the right reasons, helping, serving other people, and you know, being real. Like it's it's just a matter of time before like things blow up in a, in a good way. And um, you know, just like really growth spurts. And it's it's awesome. And really, here you're in your stride, and it's just like keeps growing, keeps getting better. I'm curious. Um, you I know your family is important to you as well. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about that and how uh, you know has how how your family life evolved over the years and with your career? Tell us, tell us more about that, man.
1: Uh, well, first off, on the podcasting thing, I'm just trying to be like you someday. You guys are crushing <laughs> it. I love this idea. I was like, you told me this 12-hour thing. I'm like, what? That's a cool <laughs> idea. I like it. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, family is everything. Um, and, and, and to be candid, it's, it's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges as an entrepreneur. You know, you start diving in and seeing success and things happen. It's really easy to get completely inundated with the the businesses and all the different things you're trying to accomplish, especially trying to be an influencer in a space and build a business and have multiple companies and stuff like that. And I've been affected by this. It's it's easy to kind of take the family for granted, right? It's easy to. To to yeah you're hanging out with them whenever you can you take them on cool vacations they all have a nice home they all got taken care of but really what they don't they don't care about all that crap they want you there they want you to be present you know so I've had to really work hard to learn and appreciate that where you know I've, I've been I've been blessed to be able to position myself where I spend you know the majority of my time working from home. If I'm not traveling or doing meetings at my at my office, which is usually about once a week, mm. uh, I work from home. So I'm able to take breaks throughout the day. I pick up my kid and drop him off from school every day. Uh, little things like that, the little, little segments of, of energy that I can put towards a kid that's dedicated and my family that's dedicated is great. You know, when you're working, work hard. But when you have an opportunity, shut the work down, turn mm. the social media off. Believe it or not, people see me a lot on, on social media, but I kind of have a whole team that helps with that now. Yeah. I don't. I don't ever get on there and just scroll and look. Sorry if I'm not liking your <laughs> stuff. I apologize. I still love you. I care about you, but. Amen. I'm I'm not gonna spend an hour a night scrolling Facebook just so I can see what everyone else in the world is doing. Yep. I'm gonna dedicate that time to hanging out with my family. Yeah. But that's what I've learned, and and that, that was a that was a cognitive, you know piece of education that i had to teach myself i had to figure that out that what's were my priorities is, it, is it, am i worried if how many people liked my last post or liked my last live video or whatever or how many downloads do we get they're just going to happen sorry yep. i'm not paying attention i'm paying attention to other things when i'm not yep. on when i'm when i'm dialed in i'm dialed in but when i'm off i'm off i'm, I'm not messing around with the facebook anymore.
0: yeah so, and i think i think there's something to be said about like when you're doing doing the right thing doing good work if you're obsessed about the numbers or obsessed about like the score all the time, it's almost like you don't give it it opportunity to flourish. It's like, like checking the seed, right? Like when you, when you plant a seed and you like pull it open try to dig it up, are you, are you growing yet? Are you growing yet? Okay, no, put it back five minutes later. You open it back up. Are you growing yet? Are you growing yet? So it's like to really give it its time. And I think that like taking your focus off and being able to switch off of that, intensity and pour, pour your energy, pour your focus and your love into, you know, other things and passions and family and friendships and different things like that. It'll, it'll really make for a much more well-rounded life. And I think ultimately like everything will blossom more because you're giving it its space as well as the nourishment and the fertilizer and all that great stuff so it can grow.
1: Yeah. I heard, um, uh, heard something pretty awesome the other day. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a John Maxwell certified speaker and, and I listened to a lot of his content and, uh, you know, and and also some of my own things that I do with some my own mentors, and, and and I I live by you know the the idea of trying to like that that like like what you were talking about with the whole balance thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think true balance ever truly exists in life. Mm-hmm. You know, as Maxwell says it, it, it's not necessarily balance; it's different seasons. Yes. Right. You have different seasons in life, and sometimes you need to focus your energy all on your family. Sometimes. Yeah you're you, you know and and the five elements there that you want to try to balance is mind body spirit family and business and out of those five elements you're you're never going to have pure balance across the board but the idea is when something's getting low or getting below you know you know think of it as like a like a chart or a graph and if something's getting like a line graph and something's getting below zero you got to focus on that put your energy there get it back up and then and then always just try to bring up what's not great, right? Yep. So, you know, lately I suck with working out and I need to get back in. It just is what it is. <laughs> I've been really busy with work and family and travel yeah. and stuff. So so now it's like all right, I'm trying to get on a new regimen and start working out again and on a consistent basis. But it's just seasonality, man. Pick your yep. season and go all in. Make sure you're 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 trying to strive for that balance, knowing full well that you'll never actually achieve it. But you mm-hmm. still gotta work hard for it every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's really trusting trusting that the seasons are are happening and like when you really push for one thing it's like the other things start to fall because you're putting your your focus on that but like once you've gotten it to let's say a a stable point or a point that you're satisfied with or um, you start to see that the other ones are falling out of balance then you like can take your focus off that one is like slowly might be regressing or slow not not growing as fast so to speak and then you can bring the other ones up so it's like you push you get to a new milestone and then you catch every everything else up and then you push and then you get to a mo- new milestone and you catch everything else up so it's like like you said the seasons and i think if people can like trying to do everything at once and be great at everything all at once. Like that's, it's almost like overkill, you know, it's like really setting those clear boundaries saying, Hey, for this season, for this month, for these three months, I'm going to really be focused on this. And then after that, like we'll be able to really focus on this other priority. Uh, But it's all about like what season are are people in, in their life.
1: Yeah. It's funny. I just had, I just had this funny thought come to my head of, I got a little two year old daughter and she has this little toy. that has got these little, you know, little knobs that are up and down and like you push one down another one comes up. Yep. Push down, <laughs> another one comes up. That's, that's like what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I okay.
0: love it. I love it, Randy. This is, this is gold, man. So we're beginning to wrap up and I want to hear like a final takeaway, especially of, in this theme of like when you want to create success in your life, help other people, achieve success and that will bring success to our lives. So let's wrap it up with like really driving that home, man. What what do you mean by that? What, what do we need to do around that?
1: Well, I think the anchor for that is it comes down to, you know, how you interpret leadership Hmm. because, you know, leadership and success are, are very, very, very closely related. You know, you're not going to find a success, a really successful person that's not always a good leader Hmm. that doesn't lead others. So the objective in life is to not only be the best leader that you can be, but be a leader that educates and inspires other people to then become leaders. Yes. So if your focus is on helping other people achieve leadership and be great leaders, that will ultimately lead to helping other people be successful. And as a result, you will be successful. You will be a better leader and you'll be able to live a full, a really full, really beautiful life.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I I love that, like to be a great leader, to be successful, you get to teach that to others, you get to give away leadership, you get to give them opportunities to shine um, give that acknowledgement and encouragement like when they are taking on bigger and bigger responsibilities than than they knew how and be there and have compassion and help guide them through that. I think when we we can help other people show up as their best version of themselves that's that's success man that's that's a massive contribution I see you doing that in your uh, podcast and your book and your academy, all the great stuff you're doing it's awesome, man.
1: Thanks, man. I, I I truly appreciate it. And thanks to all the, you know, all, I always got to give, give a shout out to all the amazing people that helped me along this journey. And man, it's not just me. Uh, I'm surrounded by amazing people, great mentors, great partners, great staff, everybody. And, and on that leadership note, for those of you who are out there building a business or in a leadership position, Understand that everybody in your organization or everybody that looks up or works under you, you're not just leading them. They are also leaders. Mm. So Your job is to empower them to tap into their self as as great leaders. Yeah. And ultimately, what a leader's job and the leader's responsibility is to solve problems. And if you can build an organization that's from the top down, everybody's a leader and everybody owns their role as a problem solver, mm. the sky's the limit.
0: That's, that's gold man gold right there I hope you all are writing this down Um really helped your team help the people who are on your team tap into their powers as leaders, and from the bottom up, make sure every single person recognizes that they are a leader and that they own their role. They have the they have the um, facility, the power, the ability to solve any challenge that comes their way, and they're resourceful. And uh, just to remind them of that, to remind them that they're they're a powerful human being who can you know who can achieve anything they set their mind to. Randy, this has been an epic interview, man. I know our audience wants to stay connected with you. They want to take the next steps with you how do they do that bro uh
1: the, the quickest easiest way is to just hit me up right here on facebook uh, mm-hmm. i'm on facebook messenger a lot randy brothers i do have a professional author page randy j brothers i don't check that as much so just hit me up on my personal page uh randy brothers uh and then you can also reach out to me at the to mm-hmm. check out what we have there as well as uh email
0: randy at the Beautiful. So again, that's theroofingacademy.com and also uh, facebook.com forward slash the start build grow show. They can check that out there as well. Um, what's your group called again, Randy? Uh, it's called the Roofing Entrepreneurs Group. Cool. Roofing yep. Entrepreneurs, Roofing group. Entrepreneurs so, group.
1: Yeah. Check. You don't have to be a roofer, man. There's there's a it's there's tons of activity going on all the time <laughs> in there, and uh, it's it's all about just blue collar entrepreneurship, man. That's what that's what we're all about.
0: I love it I love it man Randy you're up to amazing things I'm excited to see the next book that you got in you too when that comes out Uh, just keep showing up man keep loving on your on your community on your team on your customers and clients on your family man You're, you're doing amazing things so keep showing up thanks for being here and sharing such powerful wisdom with us bro I appreciate it man thank you I appreciate you see you soon okay you too from the bottom of my heart thank you for tuning in Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.